This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go to you. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anna's Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth... Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anna's Cantor. And you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This Will is episode. Luke? Will you do as this Luke? is episode three hundred and fifty-two. Three, five, <laughs> two. <laughs> I'm da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we're down to dunk. We are featured on DailyThunder.com, also Almighty Baller Radio, and this weekend we will be on Dash Radio. So listen up on Saturdays at around three o'clock, and we'll be on Dash Radio with us today. John Ham, hi, and Taylor Dickerson. What was that? <laughs> that was Ham's intro. Okay. <laughs> have you heard on the franchise in the morning show whenever they bring me on? No. They have they, they have a clip of the actor John Ham reading mean tweets. Uh-huh. Oh, that's that's awesome. hilarious. Where he says, I hate John Ham. He's reading someone that had tweeted about him. <laughs> that's my intro on the morning show. <laughs> that is funny. That is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, what's not pretty great is that the Thunder are down to nothing. Mm-hmm. To the Houston Rockets, they lost 115 to 111. Uh, Ham and I previewed the show, or previewed the show, previewed the game, and uh, we're going to talk about the game. So I listened to that preview yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I said, How was it? Wow, you guys are so stupid. I <laughs> know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the play. How right were we about everything, though? It's pretty. Right, I think. We're spot on. Yeah, you were really spot on. <laughs> so uh, the story is that Russell Westbrook was maybe the best he's ever been all season for the first three quarters and maybe the worst he's ever been in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, pretty much. And it's you can't blame Russell, but you also can't not <laughs> blame Russell. Oh, no, he deserves a share of it. For what happened? I mean, so... There's a point where Russell needs to take over, right? There's a point where he needs to take the shots. But it doesn't have to be the entire fourth quarter. And I think that was the problem, right? To me, it was, I didn't think he was getting good shots. Oh, he was getting awful. I mean, everyone was contested, right? And so, and then I, I saw the responses on, well, what, would you rather Jeremy Grant or Andre Robertson take those shots? Well, yeah, if they had a better look, I would. Yeah. Oh, I'd rather Doug McDermott, who's wide open who like was, a million times. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's difficult because like sometimes people post these screen grabs and yeah. it doesn't tell the entire story. But no, there there were times where Russ was chucking. You're watching live. Yeah. And, and sometimes you're right. When on, you go on Reddit hours after the game and then you see like oh well i didn't notice that this happened or this happened but you're everybody that's watching live can see mcdermott just sitting there wide open a good three-point shooting doug mcdermott what is he shooting with the thunder maybe not that great no but in that game he was shooting well yeah and yeah and he had no reason not to trust him and the only reason to have him on the floor was for that purpose yeah right floor spacer shooter and like he was being substitu- uh, situationally put out there because James Harden was not in the game. Right. 
You know, if there was Russ has a big issue in fourth quarters, not trusting guys who weren't making shots earlier in the game specifically, like he will pick people out and be like, no, you're not, you're done today. That's it. But Doug McDermott was probably the only guy who was making shots that he was given. He was four or five in the game. Yeah. And you still don't trust him at the end of the game. Uh, I, I thought that the players yesterday at practice, they were talking about it. And um, they said, you know, we'd be talking about it differently if he makes those shots. Yes, of course. But they also said um, he has had games where he's taken those shots and he has made like a lot of them. And there is some truth to that, too. Um, But I thought that that what you were saying was um, they were just bad shots. And yes, he has taken and made those shots before against Orlando, Denver, Dallas. Sure. Not the Houston Rockets. Uh, he also took 18 shots in the yeah in the fourth exactly. quarter. That's more shots than Victor Oladipo took the whole game. Yeah. More than Robertson took the whole game. Uh, it's probably more than Adams, Taj, and the whole bench combined took the whole game. Yeah, it, it's Russ is spectacular. I want to say that first. No but doubt. he he makes criticizing him very easy sometimes, mm-hmm. and the and the people that were talking about him shooting too much or his this, the sustainability of what he's doing, they were just sitting back and just laughing that whole fourth quarter because yeah. he he makes it really easy sometimes to criticize his game, and if he can play like he did for three and a half quarters and then take eight shots in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Then I think that's the Thunder are better off, right? Well, yeah, and I think I mean I feel like there's a lot that kind of led up to that. Um, the fact that they took Russ out late in the third quarter, and then Houston started to go on that run. Yes, and yeah. so Russ had to come back in at the start of the fourth, and then they they hemorrhaged more point. Well, no, the Thunder kind of built up the lead a little bit. I think. I think they're up six, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it was only six, and yeah. then you know basically coughed up the points there. Um, but Russ had to come back at the start of the fourth. Yeah. Which that's not his normal sub back in time. And yes, it's playoff time, but still he needed more rest than what he got because then he had to play the entire fourth quarter and that undoubtedly impacted him in some ways late in the game. And Harden didn't come in until seven minutes left. Oh, he was tanned, relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And And the problem is when Russ is off, I mean, the problem is both. When Russ was off the floor, Samaj, if he played six minutes and 38 seconds, he was a minus 15 in six minutes and 38 seconds. <laughs> that is so hard to do. Which is really impressive. Good job, Samaj. I don't know. I don't know what's more impressive. Russ taking 18 shots in the fourth. And then <laughs> Samaj being and then you, minus 15 in six you minutes. You mean the, the defensive ball stopper that is yeah. Samaj Kristen? That's right. Yeah. He's, he's only stopping one thing is the ball going in the hole for the thunder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that's, I mean, I wrote about this before the playoffs on our daily thunder five from five on five. The thunder should not have come into the playoffs with the backup point guards that it has. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> and they so have third, they have third and fourth point guards. Look, I mean, I, I feel, I feel it's important to note that, Considering the constraints the Thunder had to work with over the summer, I mean, Presti did what he had to do. He wasn't perfect. You know, yeah. um, Ronnie Price is going to get two and a half million bucks next season and not play for the Thunder. Um, yeah. The Norris Cole signing, like they tried him immediately and then pulled him from the lineup. Maybe that should have been an indication on we need to go a different direction. I don't, I guess I wonder why not a 10 day with him. 
Yeah, that too. I mean, why not give him a ten? There couldn't have been a whole lot of market demand, right? But I mean, then why give Ronnie Price five million dollars too? I mean, there are there are some of those decisions that I don't quite get, and I'm sure that you know there could be some politics behind it. Yeah, but I I think the biggest thing with the backup point guard is that they thought Cameron Payne was going to be good. Yeah. And and I I agree with that. But at the trade deadline, when they're shipping out Cameron Payne, yeah, they should have had a good feel for you know what Samaj is a good third point guard, um, and it, that, that's a position I feel like should have been fixed coming into the playoffs because there th- there's a lot of guys out there that could have filled that role. Now maybe the Thunder would have wound up and maybe it still would have been a one fifteen one eleven defeat. Yeah, could but have been. Um, that's just a spot that I keep coming back to that. That should have got shored up yeah. before the before the playoffs. So tell me this: in Lee Jenkins' piece, he wrote that Samaj Christian had emerged as a backup point guard. Which, where is he getting that information? Like who? Because that is not something that you watch the games and you say, you know what? He's really emerged. You know, to emerge, you only have to like physically show up. <laughs> it's like like I can emerge from the swamp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, it I know. Re- but but he <laughs> but what he meant by it though is that he's like mm-hmm. a competent backup point guard, which is just flat out not true. Yeah. Who's who is feeding him that information? Well, I, I okay, I have some thoughts here. First of all, uh, those of us in the media room that night were really chuckling about that. Like, yeah, for Lee Jenkins to write that, Lee Jenkins, right? Um. Here's the other thing, too, and, and I've noticed this. We've talked about this as well. You ever listen to a podcast with Brian Windhorse when he starts talking about the Thunder and he gets mm-hmm. very passionate mm-hmm. about how the Thunder got screwed? Yeah. <laughs> I swear he just got off the phone with Sam. Like, he just literally hung up and just grabbed a microphone and started talking about how mm-hmm. the Thunder got screwed. I, I feel yeah. like a lot of times you you know, you know can talk to Sam and you can get convinced, oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. BJ Mullins was a really good draft pick. I mean, you can, you know, you you can kind of. (laughs) BJ Mullins was a really good draft pick. You could walk away just thoroughly convinced. Look into my crystal clear frames. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you. So there is a little bit. And and, and like Steve Jobs had that, right? Every time Steve Jobs came out, what was it? The Steve Jobs effect, uh, a reality distortion effect where Steve Jobs could, you know, pull out a a bag of dog food and say it was the next great technological intervention. Mm -hmm. Sam can do that to people too it, it's not a terrible thing it's just i think sam passionately believes probably he probably believes in him three or four years from now yeah he yeah. very well may oh, and the but, thing is that sam presti is a good general manager too get out of town <laughs> believe it or not get out of town he's done a good job has he made mistakes yes sam is human when okay, before we move on from the backup point guard, <laughs> we could because I think do a, a whole pod on. This. We really, can't. I think it's a factor in the game. It so. totally, it totally is. But here's my thing too: is if you trade for a guy like Norris Cole, or or if you go pick him up, why are you doing that? Well, because he has a ton of playoff experience, and yeah. he has a ton of experience as a as a player in the NBA. So why not just even if he sucked right when he got here, why not just stick with him, knowing? Well, I don't know. It'll probably be better to have him for six minutes on the floor in the playoffs than Samaj Christian. They must have looked at it and just been like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. What like have, that bad? What have we done? Just pull up that I clip mean, of Will Arnett from Arrested Development. I've made a huge I've mistake. Made a huge mistake. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> <laughs> but then the first game of the playoffs, you do throw him in yeah. with Samaj on the court at the same time. Weren't they playing at the same time? They played at the same time. He played at the two primarily. And then after the game, they looked at each other and they said, 
Who I are we? Huge, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to do a new segment. It's called I'm Smarter Than Billy D. And we're going to talk about the rotations as if we're smarter than Billy D. And we really don't have to call it a segment because we do it every podcast anyways, where we critique his rotations and say that we would do something different. But what would you do different than Billy D that makes you smarter than Billy D? Well, my answer, much like Billy D, is going to be 12 minutes long. That's right. <laughs> do you, okay, okay. As a, as a media member now, mm. John Hamm, don't you appreciate that more than what Scott Brooks would give you, though? Uh, so it's so much more interesting. I, I never, you know, I, I, I didn't get to experience the Scott Brooks experience, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, sometimes when you've got a thousand-word article to write, and if you've got a question for Billy D, he can give you 500 words of content. Yeah. I mean, he, he can make your job a lot easier because it's, it's like good usable stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Some, not just fluff. Sometimes I I feel like I got dumber after I hear what he said, though, <laughs> because I feel like he's not answering the question. But, oh no, there's but, an art to that. But he's just talking. Like I think every time he's been asked about Josh Hustis not playing, yeah. I mean those quote. I mean you can go go look at those quotes because what he says is nothing. Pick and rolls. He says nothing. He I mean, he says that he can't defend the pick and roll, but then like, like, what about McDermott? Like, what about Abrinas? What about like all these guys that can't defend the pick and roll? Right. That's not an excuse for a Thunder player not being in the game. Yeah. Um, Now there is certainly some of the company line stuff that comes into play there. Sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, sometimes if you've got a specific, you know, um, question about Ennis Cantor's passing ability. Or, you know, Russell Westbrook late yeah. in games. I mean, you will get some really good stuff from Billy D that'll make your articles a lot easier to write. Yeah. So here's how I'm smarter than Billy D. Okay. Taj Gibson's played twenty one minutes in the first two yeah, games. That was my- he's got to play he's got to play thirty plus. Like why are they tr- I just don't get Billy, why are you trying Sabonis? And he gave an answer for it. He wanted to stretch the floor. He wanted to give him a chance. Man, this is the playoffs, right? This is not the a regular season where you're like, let's just give little Sabonis a little chance right. here. There's not a lot of I mean, time for chances. You play two minutes. I just okay, all these little these minutes. And and if you're gonna play Kyle Singler, what whatever. Like we can play ten minutes, fine. But if you're don't play Canner seven minutes, don't play don't play Abrinas four minutes and don't play Sabonis two minutes. Like he needs to he needs to shorten the rotation. And give these guys consistent minutes and give all the minutes to the starters and then give minutes to Jeremy Grant, Doug McDermott, and Abrinas. That's what I would do because I'm smarter than Billy D right now. I would do that. I wouldn't give any minutes to Kyle. I think Kyle wasn't awful. I don't think that he he wasn't terrible, but he adds nothing on the offensive end. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, fans just now they just have a visceral reaction when yes. Kyle checks in. Sure. Um, you know, and, and I've had people tweet at me that, you know, you're basically waving the white flag as soon as you check in Singler. Okay, that that's a little too much. <laughs> a little harsh. But. Um, but no, like I I kind of I was a little surprised because you and I talked on a pod. I didn't think he was going to be active. I didn't know I in this series, and it was because Norris Cole was so bad. Yeah, pretty much. You can all thank um, Norris Cole. Yeah, and even then, I still thought Kyle was going to be an inactive in this yeah. series. So, um, but no, I mean he. Um, I don't know. I, I do agree with you that if he is out there for quote unquote defensive reasons and 
look, there's there's not many people on the planet that could slow down James Harden. Right. So I didn't see a lot of difference between like Kyle Singler stumbling backwards trying to guard Harden <laughs> and Doug McDermott right. stumbling backwards trying to guard James Harden. Exactly. I think that you have to play players that have elite skills. And McDermott and Abrinas have elite NBA skills and that they can score the basketball and shoot threes. Uh, Kyle Singler, anybody want to drop uh, what he's elite at in the NBA? Because well, he got one rebound. He's really good at getting. He's he's elite at getting single stats, yeah. single, single digit in a single category. Stats. Is, that's why he's Kyle Singler. Ooh. So Sing. that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. And I mean, Samaj too. I mean, we could pretend that he's yeah. a good defender all day. It's just he's not that good. If he was that good, I don't know. I mean, Patrick Beverly was very good at the beginning of his career. Uh, defensively, and he was he could hound guys. I don't see the same thing from Samaj. I just see try hard from him. I don't see smart elite defense. I just see try hard. Which I, is I different. just see I that. Yeah, he's not um, he's not vacant, right? Like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he is uh, focused. Yes, which you know sometimes we don't see from some of the guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't agree that. Oh my gosh, this guy is you know right out of the Rick Pitino system of, of full court press and pressure. I, right. Not seeing it. No. Well, and none of that defense turns into anything close to like fast break points or anything open for Oklahoma City. No. Like then he gets stuck in the half court and he's just dribbling in one spot of the court for 15 just seconds. Just dribbling so high. I mean, almost above <laughs> and his just head. pointing and pointing yeah. and yelling, and nothing is happening. Yep. It's really bad. Taj Gibson, though. There's no reason he shouldn't be playing more. Oh, play and 20, 20 minutes and 47 seconds. And you don't have to play. Can- Why are you playing Cantor? Hey, if you're going you to say, if you Cantor. say can't, I can't play Cantor on the broadcast. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Don't do it. <laughs> don't yeah. play him. I don't know. And especially don't play him when James Harden is in the freaking game. Right. Yeah. Which I'm, is pretty much what they did last as much as they could until Adams got in foul trouble. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't play him. I mean, I think Cantor's a big boy. He's making a lot of money. He understands. He he's been team first since he came to OKC, and I, he's I think he understands. And if you're going to play him, play him in some meaningless minutes where Harden is not in the game. Not I guess there's not really meaningless minutes in playoff games, but play him when Harden isn't in the game, and see and see what he can do to to help your offense. And the the crazy thing is, if you go back and look at Cantor versus Houston in the regular season, he was a, he was a net positive. Yeah. I mean, he produced well in the regular season. That kind of shows, again, the difference between regular season and playoffs, where Mm -hmm. Houston has a lot of film and a lot of time to prepare and says, we're going to attack this guy every time he's in the game. I mean, when he's been in the game, I mean, he does not. I mean, he looks tight, right? He's like in the regular season when he's playing, I think he can play loose and free and he can get to the bucket and do his thing and, you know, make nifty passes. But he, I mean, he does not look comfortable out there. Yeah. Like Nene has been completely outplaying. Killing him. him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And in Houston only have Capella and Nene that you really have to worry about defensively. Right. Like for bigs. So why do you have to like, I don't know. You have Steve and Taj, and then you have Jeremy Grant off the bench, which you can make do with Ryan Anderson or whatever, because their only other bench players are Eric Gordon and Lou Williams and Nene. You don't really have to try all these bigs. You don't have to make it work. Heck, even play Doug McDermott. If Ryan Anderson's in the game... I mean, right, I mean, all you have to do is put your hand in his face. Like the dude's not. Well, they take did you that the a lot, actually. Yeah. For they did. During Dougie plays minutes. a small ball four. Yeah. yeah, 
So why? I just I don't know. I, I completely don't... agree with you. Shorten the rotation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would start there. Todd Gibson is God. Yeah, to go to go pluck that guy off Chicago to get another veteran power forward presence. Yeah, and then not utilize him enough. Uh, that that confounds me. So and he's been good when he's played. There's no reason to think. Like, we're not even making excuses. Like, well, you know, he hasn't been shooting well, but you need him out there for defense. But no, he's been good offensively, defense, everything. Taj Gibson was a plus 17. Yeah, in, in 20 minutes. In 20 minutes. And I don't know. Billy, you're lost when it comes to playing Taj Gibson. You need to call, you need to call Tibbs. And Tibbs <laughs> will tell you, play the guy 49 minutes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any other reasons that you guys are smarter than Billy D? Those are just the the big points. Those that are come the glaring things. Yeah, I mean, if they shore that up and if they can try not to foul James Harden as much, I think they'll win the game. I think they'll win both these games at home. I, I yeah, I mean, there's definitely a chance. Oh, the other thing I would do, uh, I'm smarter than Billy D. Is uh, I would cover my mouth when I'm talking to an <laughs> assistant coach on the bench. <laughs> Uh, cameras everywhere microphones everywhere Um, everywhere the thunder they were in that first game in the first half too though they were you know like they can they can win you thought for sure that that game on wednesday the thunder lost it the rockets didn't really win it i mean the thunder lost that game they They were six what 15 they had a 15 point lead they did Here's where the Rockets won it is when you have Lou Williams and Eric Gordon coming off the bench and scoring 22 and 21 points yeah. apiece. I mean, that's it. And I mean, the Rockets aren't throwing in all these guys. They're not throwing in Montrez Harrell. They're not playing Bobby Brown. They're not playing Troy Williams. They're playing Lou Williams, Eric Gordon, and, and Nene off the bench, and that's it. Right. Eric Gordon, 30 minutes. Nene, 25 minutes. Lou Williams, 21 minutes. Do the same thing with Grant, McDermott, and Abrinas. I. And need then, to go back, uh, what was it, game six of the Western Conference Finals a few years ago where the Thunder played six guys in that game six. Yeah. And the sixth guy was Derek Fisher. It was Derek freaking Fisher. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Just and, and we know, I just think that you rely on guys that have elite skills. Jeremy Grant is an elite athlete and can do things sometimes. McDermott, elite shooter. Abrinas, elite shooter. Everybody else, I mean, Cantor is an elite low post scorer. But, man, if he's getting cooked on defense, he's got to sit. Kyle Singler, no elite skills. Sabonis, no elite skills yet. Maybe, I mean, I'd even be up for playing Nick Collison over some of these guys, especially if you're looking for defense. If Steven Adams is in foul trouble, I would rather see Nick Collison in there than some of these other guys. Yeah, and and having good passing, too, in that second unit. Yeah. Because Kristen destroys it. So have Carlson as your point guard. That's right. Hey, that sounds better. And just me everyone yeah. run baseline That's over sold. and over and over again. And Carlson's just trying to <laughs> looking for bounce passes. A point four. I like this. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I have a game. I have a game. I have a game for you. <laughs> Vlade is back for the game. <laughs> Actually, he's not. Okay. We're going to play a game. And we're going to, I've got the totals for the playoff series so far. Is this game brought to us by someone? It's brought to us by, I guess it could be. I didn't plan on that, but it's brought to us by Anthem Brewing Company. Anthem, thank you for sponsoring this game. Thank you for sponsoring the game, (laughs) specifically this game. You can get yourself an Anthem beer this weekend for the game, during the game. Grab yourself an Anthem IPA. It's a delicious beer. 
It is really good. Make sure that thing is cold as ice. Get that thing cold. Get uh, that thing real cold. Uh, Arjuna is also a very good beer. If yeah. You, so. you know, actually, my favorite Anthem beer when, when the weather's getting nice like this is their Pilsner, which is like yeah. a, a newer, a relatively newer beer. But that Pilsner is good, man. It is refreshing. And it is good for your heart. <laughs> the Anthem pills. It's, it is good. I, I love Earl Burroughs, and I know that like we're out of the winter months, so typically mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the, the, the stouts don't, uh, don't sell as well, but I, I just love tasty beers. Get yourself so. a stout. There's an event this weekend at the Anthem Tap Room. If you haven't been to the Tap Room, that means that you also didn't come to our live pod. That means Sorry. turn this podcast off. You're not allowed to listen. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a really cool place. It's worth it just to go. But they have an event this weekend that's called Against the Grain, and it's a partnership with um, who is it? Watery Edge Winery. They're collaborating and making a wine brew this weekend. Whoa! So it's tomorrow from six to nine. You should go check it out downtown at the Anthem Brewery at fourth and it's for southwest fourth between, between class, class and, and, western. and western i'm going to get that down eventually you are. but uh go go check out that event and uh make sure that you check out if you're out and about on the town mm. get yourself an anthem beer hey that wine brew might actually be good because they've uh aged oh. or they've like sat beer i don't know do you call it aging beer in a barrel or no i mean it's it what is getting it? older in the I barrel, guess it's technically, technically aging yeah. minute by minute, but they've done it in like whiskey barrels and wine barrels too. It actually yeah. is good. Yeah. So if they're doing straight up wine with beer in some kind of, I don't know, it's probably good. If it's a young beer and a young <laughs> wine, still could be good. Hey, young beer with an old wine, who's to say? Age is just a number. The game today. <laughs> You're going to have to tell me. Who comes next in these totals? So you can just stay off basketball reference for just a second, Ham. <laughs> uh, I think I've just been accused of minutes something. played. Victor or not Victor Oladipo? Russell Westbrook has had the the most minutes played at seventy five. Tell me who are the second, third, and fourth guys in minutes played for the Thunder. Okay, I'm going Victor Oladipo second. Victor second at 74 because I said me. it. Under uh, Robertson. Yeah, Under Robertson's Robertson. at 72. And Steven Adams. Steven Adams at 55. Pretty low. Were we right? Yeah, great job. Next Ooh. one, field goal attempts, and you have to try to give me a number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Russell Westbrook has 66 field goal attempts in the series. Who is second? Um, I'm going to say Victor Oladipo with four. <laughs> feels like it it's victor oladipo though vic with next. 26 he's shooting 19 percent from the field and seven percent from three Jeez. it's time to trade him just get the get the guy out of here we'll get us we need a top 55 protected second round pick for this guy i have got a two-game sample that proves he sucks that's right yeah somebody prove him wrong somebody do it it's Can't. impossible andre robertson's third andre robertson is third with 22 that just goes to show Dre has been so good in this series. He's the second best player by yeah. far. That also shows why the Thunder are down 0-2 in this series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, when Andre Robertson's your second best player, you're really not very good. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, no offense to Andre, but I mean, we understand like yeah. he's he brings it on the on the defensive end, but he's bringing it offensively. I mean, thank he goodness is. he is, or these, these games would oh, be even worse. Yeah, there would be massive blowouts. 
I mean, game one was, but it would have, how much worse would it have been if he wasn't hitting his threes? It would have been ridiculous. All right. Who's fourth who's third or fourth? Yeah. Shot attempts. Yeah. It's um, not Steve. It's not Steve. No, Steve is way down the list. Uh, Todd hasn't played enough. Todd has 10. He is sixth. Okay. Is it, uh, is it Cantor? Cantor is fifth. He has 11 attempts in his like very limited play. Yeah. Jeremy Grant has 13. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, this is how we like this team has gotten weird real fast. Yeah. Russ, Vic, Robertson, and Grant have the most. It field feels goal weirder than I ever thought about it during the regular season. Yep, it does. Okay, free throw attempts. Russell has twenty six. Oh man, give me the person and the number of, field, <laughs> of free throw attempts. Okay, now seriously, Oladipo with four. Yeah, Oladipo with six. Okay, I was two. close. Yeah, would he have two in the first game? <laughs> Yeah. And four in the last game, which is par for the course for him, really. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do we have to keep going on this? Grant has five, and then the three guys have four attempts. Adams, Gibson, and Sabonis have four attempts. Hey, I'm really proud of Sabonis for those four. I'm not. <laughs> really? Remember when Sabonis didn't shoot free throws at all? That was a thing yeah. for a while. That was a fun it was time. Awesome. Sabonis, it made me okay. So Sabonis gets put in the game, gets three quick fouls, gets pulled real quick. Uh, did you see how disappointed in, in himself he was when he was on the bench? He went straight to the bench and put his head that, in his hands. It was so sad. It's the most Sabonis thing <laughs> to do. It was so sad. It was so embarrassing. Uh, assists for the series. Russ has 20. Who's second? Oladipo with four. He's got <laughs> six. <laughs> Is he second? That's why we're sponsored to everything. Yep. You're very close uh, every time. percentage. Oladipo, <laughs> four. Oh, yeah, close. close. He's got 19. Yeah. That's really close. Samaj has five assists. Adams has two. And Abrinas has two. They're just... That's not enough assists. It's not enough points. Total points. This is our last category. Okay. Okay. You have to guess. Russ has 73. Who's next? Who's next? Oladipo with four. <laughs> Oladipo with four is <laughs> oh, not is correct. It, it was a good, Oladipo, good guess. Uh, Oladipo with 16? Mm, Oladipo is not He's not he's second. He's not second? No, he's not second. Jeremy Grant. Oh, Andre. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Keep going. It's Robertson. It's Robertson. And How he's many? he's got 25. He's got 30. 30. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good yeah. for Dre, yeah, but that, that, that's, that's really good for two games. Uh, he's our second leading scorer. Yeah, that score. Now that is not really good. No, for <laughs> the Thunder again. Who's third? Yeah, I, I was on a, I was on the track of Jeremy Grant because didn't he have like fourteen in game one? Yeah, Grant's third. He has nineteen points. Okay. Vic is fourth with seventeen points. Vic has 17 points on 26 shot attempts in the yeah. series. In how, in how many minutes? Almost the same as Russ? 74 minutes. He's played one, so less, one less minute than Russell Westbrook. He, if he was just average, his yeah. Victor Oladipo average, the Thunder might be up 2-0. But yeah, if, if he plays average for 41 minutes on the game, in the game on Wednesday, we probably oh, don't lose that game. The Cruz. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but hey, and that's that really sucks. I mean, again, 
this is the first playoff experience for a lot of these guys. It's true. I think it's a factor. It's not an excuse. It's a oh, legitimate it is a factor. Yeah, it's a legitimate factor. Um, and I, I don't know. I just want to see the team like be competitive, which yeah. they they were in game two. Yeah. Um. I I would hate to see them swept. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I don't think so. Um. But yeah, like I, you know. I feel like a lot of people still feel like this team is going to the Western Conference Finals or something. Right. That and that would yeah. that that might be a problem for the Thunder in that it would mask the horrific roster construction that they have now. Like if right. this team somehow beat the Rockets, beat the Spurs, lose to the Warriors in five, people would be like, Oh, look at this Thunder team. And Sam Presti might say, oh, look at this Thunder team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that that could be a bigger problem because this Thunder team, they need they need to get new players in here. They need to get a team that fits around Russ. And if this team somehow did that, I don't think it would necessarily be a good thing for the team. Would it be really fun? Would it be great for the fan base? Yes. Sure. It would be great. But it, I, I just don't think long term that it's the best thing for the Thunder is for them to like, play way over their heads here because then that what would be the perception if they started trading away these guys and bring in new, i mean it would be like why are they why are they doing this so they just well, want to watch finals i remember a few years ago philadelphia uh they they were the eighth seed mm-hmm. they beat chicago in round one because derrick rose, rose yep. blew his knee out yep and then you know they thought oh wow we're really onto something here. And they made that huge trade for andrew bynum because they were ready to take the next <laughs> yeah. step like yep. they didn't have a complete like realistic grasp on where they were. Yep. Um, so anyway, I, I don't, I don't even know, even if the thunder got to the Western conference finals, I still think that this team is going to make some changes regardless, but yeah. I just don't know. That would be so far exceeding their ceiling. Oh, it, I mean, it would be, it would be crazy. You lose Kevin Durant and Dion waiters and the potential to have Al Horford. And then you make the Western conference finals and do the same thing you did last year. I mean, that would be crazy. Yeah. It would be absolutely Oh, and un- unprecedented as well. Right. And then you beat the Warriors. And then you beat the Warriors. And then you beat the Cavs. Then you beat the Cavs. And this is the championship team. <laughs> and they're all 25 and younger. That's right. This is a dynasty. we got a dynasty on our hands. <laughs> let's go to that crazy place. Uh, let's go to Twitter questions. Twitter questions. First Twitter question is from Noah B43. How do you think off season will play out? Cantor trade, resign Dre, and Taj? I have held off on off season questions because the season's not over. And we have a lot of podcasting to do. Well, I mean, yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of time. And and here's here's what I'm trying to reinforce. Like July 1st is still two months plus away. It's only two plus months away. I know. How many people thought back in December, like, you know, the the Thunder, I think, are going to pull off a trade for Doug McDermott and Todd Gibson. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, there are so many moving parts between now and then on what the Thunder could potentially do. That's that's why I've been holding off um, until the season is over and we can properly, like, start to evaluate everything. Sure. I have a question, too. Sam Presti's pro- one of the least predictable GMs in the league, probably. Has there been a conversation that we have had or other local media have had, like predicting what the Thunder should do, that has 
<laughs> that has actually happened. Yes. Which and one? It, and it was between John Hamm and I. What was it? We did uh, Serge Ibaka trades yep. in like January of last year. And one that we chose was Victor Oladipo for, oh, really? um, for Serge Ibaka. That was one of Andrew's. I was trying to get Chris Middleton out of Milwaukee. Oof. That would have been better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he's really good. Because <laughs> he's really good. But, uh, in other words, it's extremely rare that, like, we come it's up. It's rare. Well, John, John and I have talked a lot and made up a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. We, well, a lot of people talk about it's what you do. It's what, it's what you're supposed to do. It's hit on fun. One. Yeah. But it's just cra- You just never know what he's thinking of or who he's talking to or yeah. what's really going on. I think that Gander's traded. That seems like a legit possibility for yeah. a number of reasons. Going yeah. into virtually the last year of his contract, um, I understand. I mean, people are looking at you know this Rocket series and who in the world would want him? Well, there's like regular season evidence that he's a useful NBA player. Yeah, um, I could see teams in the Eastern Conference that would want to have a big man like him coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. You look at Milwaukee. Here I am talking off season stuff, and I said I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just I'm, I'm just trying to because there's a lot of people out there that kind of panic because of the last two games. Yeah, um, you know, Milwaukee could part ways with Greg Monroe. They could be interested. Cleveland, they could cobble together stuff, you know, and and the Thunder could wind up in a three or a four way trade uh, to send him out. So, no, I do think there are NBA teams that would want him um, and that the Thunder could use and don't get wrapped up on. Well, can they get anything in return? It, It just takes. Again, Chicago wanted Cameron Payne. I had no idea that was even a thing. Right. Right. So. And and that started, uh, started never the know. workings of a deal. Yeah, trades aren't always fair. Well, in, for both sides, it's not always uh, you know who says no. It's not always who's got the most value. Um, yeah, these are business deals. A lot of times, that's what it comes down to. Is you know, it's it's the player in his contract. It's the it's the amount of debt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm moving for that amount of debt. Um, it's it's a lot more complicated than just the trade machine said it was successful. Right. Uh, next question from at glazed and consumed. Should the team get on Russ when he gets in his tunnel vision or goes bad Russ, or do we just keep with the take that the good with the bat with the good with the bad approach? If they should. This is Luke. Read. Do you not know how to read, Luke? If they should, who would be the best to do so? Assuming they do film, but it's too late after the fact. I mean, I I do think that people talk to Russ and say, like, you shouldn't be taking these shots. And I think that person is Billy Donovan. I think Billy Donovan does talk to him about these things. And I think that Russ knows too. Russ knew after the game. I mean, you go look at his presser. I mean, he was not happy for a lot of reasons, mainly that they lost. But he knows that he needs to get his teammates involved. And it, it hasn't been the first time he said that either, and he hasn't really changed. But um, I think that they, I mean, they're watching that film, and I think it does matter. And I, I, I expect him to be different. I expect him to play, not do that again. But maybe, I don't know. Go um, listen to today's Locked on Thunder with Fred Katz, where I'm a guest. Yes. <laughs> and Fred offers some insight on this. Yes. Uh, Fred mm-hmm. offers the insight that Russ is open to coaching. Yeah. And Russ will initiate like, hey, I know I screwed up. And he'll, he will go initiate those things. Um, some of this is, you know, bad Russ, good Russ. 
that it you is. just kind of have to take the good with the bad. Um, uh, it, look, it's the same uh, in a similar way. It's, you know, like with Cleveland, you know, LeBron James has so much power over that organization. Well, yeah, you know, that's you just <laughs> that's the way it is. If you've got a star player demanding that you spend a ton of money, that's the cost for having LeBron James. In some ways, that's the cost of having Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of that is on him to get his emotions in check at times, um, to snap out of the tunnel vision that he gets into. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, th- this just isn't college where the coach can just pull them, straighten them out, and send them right back out there. I yeah, mean, these these are adults um, cooperating with adults and making millions of dollars doing it, right? And if you ask the Thunder, who's more important to their organization? Is it Billy Donovan or is it Russell Westbrook? I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And, I mean, like it or not, th- this is our guy. That's the way it works in the league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just is. And think about this. Think of the amount of... Okay, yes, think about the amount of pressure on Russell Westbrook. But <laughs> Russell Westbrook. You sound like but, my, my five-year-old, six-year-old. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Not only um, do you know you have to score the most points, not only do you know you're basically the only one who can pass the ball, not only do you know you have to go get a bunch of rebounds, but now also you're expected to play at at like your highest maturity level Mm -hmm. and like as smart as you can for 40 minutes and you still have to do all of those other things. So, yeah, avoid what your natural tendencies are to do when it comes to scoring because you have to get your teammates involved. Oh, but also we need you to score 40 points. Mm-hmm. So can you do all of those things, please? Like, you, it's so much for a human being to do. Right. Yeah. You can't, like, that's, I feel like that's why he tries so hard in the first quarter and the second quarter to get the teammates involved because, like, I can't, I just can't think right. this way the whole game. Right. So and you guys have to do it. Yeah, because the the truth is the Thunder aren't in the position that they're in in the fourth quarter without Russ. But then he also doesn't play well. I mean, we're basically saying, Russell, if you're not perfect, then don't bother showing up. Yeah, it's it's so weird. And everything does hinge on Russ. If you win, it's because of Russ. If you lose... Most of the time it's because of Russ, but that's that's the amount of like pressure and weight that is on Russell Westbrook's Russell Westbrook <laughs> shoulders though. It you is. Know? And now you're right. in the playoffs and now you're against James Harden, who's like his you know, who he's competing for in the MVP race. There's just so much going into it. Yeah. And we expect this guy to perform perfectly. Here here's here's why pr- this is priority number one in the offseason for me is go get a freaking backup point guard or somebody yeah. that can run the offense. They have no other facilitators. None. And that was supposed Victor to be Vic. Vic. Vic is not that. And he, yeah, he's just not. He isn't. And Samaj want him that. to be. Yeah. We do. They don't have another guy that can facilitate. And some people are like, well, they need to get Russ running off ball. You want to get Russ running off ball? Yeah. With- <laughs> With who <laughs> passing the ball to him? Like that's a yeah. great argument. I would like to see Russell Westbrook get have a lesser role because he doesn't need to have this crazy sixty six percent usage rate in the fourth quarter. And some of that is his fault, and some of that is the roster is not constructed to have anybody else do anything. Like they're not there yet. I think I think Sabonis can eventually be a guy to facilitate some yeah, stuff on yeah, the team. Yeah. I think they can get someone else maybe at the wing 
to not necessarily be a dead eye three point shooter, but do some creation yeah. um, and take some of that responsibility to where Russ can give up the ball in the half court yes. um, and maybe kind of find a spot, you know, and, and let the offense kind of run. And if it comes back his way, it does. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, you're working with what you got. That's why I want them to draft Juwan Evans. Yeah. So Russell Westbrook can be the two. That's right. Next question from at trust the void. Do you think perk, Thunderstruck Adams when he was last year, and why can't Adams catch <laughs> passes anymore? God, I hate Thunderstruck so bad now. I was an extra in that movie, and I'm so mad at myself that you I was. Can't get away from it. I can't. That's like uh, George Clooney regretting that he was in that yeah. Batman movie, <laughs> Batman and Robin. That's right. I'm gonna. I'm looking uh, up your uh, internet that. movie database credit here. Let me get that pulled up. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not anywhere. But I, I was an extra that didn't get to be in a commercial wow. recently with Russ, and I was a uh, a cheer in the crowd. Wait a minute. You don't have a credit on the Internet Movie Database. I don't. Sorry. I don't believe you. Then. <laughs> did you even get paid for that? Actually, I did. I got. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I did. Extras get paid? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought extras were just like, like great, I have a chance to be in a movie. Yeah, like, here, sign this waiver. Yeah, that says yeah. we, you know, I you got, can't sue us. I got paid $200 to be in Thunderstruck. That's pretty That's good. That's like scale, right? And I also got a <laughs> bunch of mini muffins. Dude, I <laughs> my weight in mini muffins on the set of oh, Thunderstruck. Hey. So the, what's funny is the crowd. So they had, there were probably like 50 of us there. And so they have the whole crowd in the in the stands. So there are shots where you can see multiple Andrew Schlecks because they would shoot the same scene uh, over and over again, and we would move sections from section to section and did the same thing all the way around the arena. Wow. That's and they would have us just change seats. Did you know they spent $10,000 just on having you 50 people there? Hey, man. $10,000 plus $50. For and then they had to rent the arena? This is a this is a major feature. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it I'd, was though. It was in actual theater. <laughs> it was. It was great. Uh, what was the question? question? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. What this <laughs> Sorry, don't ever mention Thunderstruck ever uh, again. Uh, oh, Thunderstruck Kirk. Adams. I mean, yes, Adams has had trouble catching the ball, and he does look Perk esque uh, at times. I, I can't disagree. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I feel like a lot of times, though, there's so much traffic and like it's Russ is driving to the basket sure. and he's trying to oh, dish off of forcing some like bullet. Pass yeah. Into him. yeah. And there's, again, 16 people in the paint. I feel like that's some of it. There are times where, I mean, Adams, the ball just flat out perks out of his hands. Yeah. But that's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a verb now. Yes. <laughs> There's a lack of like urgency and aggression with Adams this game, this this series. I think too. There's one play in particular that uh, Russ gave Adams the ball, and I think Pat Beverly was on him in the post, and Adams just turns around and instead of just going hard and like just trying to, I don't know, just jumping towards the basket, knowing that you're two times taller than the player, he just kind of turned around and took like a step and tried to push shot it over him, and it's just like it's just weird. Yeah, it's time to trade him too. Yeah, he's gone. Get him out of here. Making $100 million. Get out of here with that. Worst <laughs> contract in the NBA. Get out of here with that. Next history. question. <laughs> history. NBA history. <laughs> in the NBA history. Yeah, get him out of here. 
Juwan Howard got 105 million. Steven Adams got 100 million. Which one's better? A better investment? Maybe we should get him in here, Juwan. I think, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Probably better than Adams. That dude's awful. Next question from Matt Ben Vance. Outside of Thunderland, who's to blame for the Celtics' predicament? Danny Ainge, Brad Stevens, Isaiah Thomas, or Jimmy Butler? Does a first-round pick make up for a first-round loss? First of all, we don't know if they're losing in the first round yet because the Chicago Bulls happen to be one of the more inconsistent teams in the entire NBA. So does it look really bad for the Bulls, or if not for the Bulls, for the Celtics right now? Of yeah. course. Is the series over? Not yet. Yeah, and that's my whole thing on when you know people get excited about offseason moves after one you know mm-hmm. game one or game mm-hmm. two of a series. Mm-hmm. Like, let, let's let this play out a little bit. So people think like, oh, Jimmy Butler's for sure sticking around the Bulls now. They've got right. something to build on. What if the Celtics win four games in a row? Right. Exactly. And they could. And they could. They like could the do Celtics it. could yep. could go into the into Chicago and take both these games. Of now they could. Here's here's what I'll say about the Celtics in general. I don't know exactly what deal they were they had in place potentially for Butler. Um, I know that there's a lot of stuff out there like they wouldn't include Terry Rozier or they wouldn't give up their you know the the Nets pick or yeah. we don't know exactly what deal was on the table to what extent. Um, but the idea was maybe the Celtics should make a trade and even David Griffin from the Cavs thought they were getting Butler and Paul George. Right. The thought was. LeBron might be vulnerable. Now might be a time to pounce. Yep. And so in the end, the Celtics got the one seed. The Cavs defense fell apart completely. They almost lost by 20 points last night until LeBron did his magic. Well, and, and they clicked on their defense. They flipped the switch. That yeah. Everyone's yeah. been waiting for. Been waiting Flip for, the switch. Yeah. Flip the switch. I so didn't say that in the house as much. I mean, that that was a risk. <laughs> <laughs> really, in basketball, I use that phrase more than anything. In Tess Mel said that they have a they have like a dimmer. Light. <laughs> he says that they've been like gradually yes. yeah. pushing it up. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there was that possibility. Maybe LeBron's vulnerable, but you know that was the risk that Ainge took. I could yeah. maybe make this trade for at least Butler. Maybe it puts us in a better position this year. Maybe I'll wait till the draft when I know what that pick is going to be. Yeah. And then I can talk again. Or maybe it makes sense to keep the pick and draft a guy that's going to be with my franchise forever. Yeah. At some point, he's got to pick a direction, right? He can can pick the Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford, pair him with Jimmy Butler or Paul George and go that direction. Or let Isaiah go, you know, maybe even trade Al Horford to somebody and get, you know, you could probably get a really nice first round pick and some assets back for him and then move forward with Fultz and Marcus Smart and Olenek and all these guys and just try to build that way. I just think it's really hard to do do this dance. Yeah. Because if Markel Fultz comes in and you're still, and then you like bring in Jimmy Butler and then you have all these guys, I mean, I guess that could potentially be a great thing. And then you have Fultz that's developing. And then when all these guys fall off, then Fultz is your star. And then all these guys are old. And I mean, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they do. And, you know, I'm kind of glad that Ainge isn't that aggressive and thinks that his guys are way better because I think it gives the Thunder a better chance to get one of these guys in the offseason because Ainge just. He just hasn't pulled the trigger. Yeah. It just has not happened. And he might not. And it's going to take a guy like Markel Fultz. Because if 
if a team knows that the Celtics have all these guys, plus they have the first pick, they're going to say, give me the first pick. Right. Like you can't, you're not going to be able to get Jimmy Butler without mm-hmm. giving me Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't, and the, if they say no deal, then they might turn around and get a worse deal from the Thunder or from somebody else just out of principle of we're not trading with you unless you give us, you know, your first round draft pick. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe in the end, the Celtics, maybe the deal was Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, Nets pick for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Maybe at the draft, it's just the draft pick. Yeah. For Jimmy Butler. And I don't know, like, you know, various flots to make the salaries work or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is something like that. Um, I don't know. I just I think it's interesting that here Butler is cooking them in the playoffs. And and also, I don't think Ainge wants any part of paying Isaiah Thomas twenty five million dollars a season. I don't I don't think so. That's a job for Brooklyn or someone like that. Yeah, I feel bad for the Celtics because this is and I feel really bad for Isaiah Thomas and what he's going through. Yeah, no doubt. Kind of like trying to evaluate this series is hard because there's such a human element to it. And you I just don't think you can go straight basketball on on this series in particular because it's much deeper tragedy in in your when you have tragedy in your life, things you you can't be your best and you can't you can't do the things you do. I mean, he's missing shots at the free throw line that he would not miss had stuff like this not happened. I feel bad for him. And I just don't I, I don't think that people should be evaluating Isaiah Thomas or even the Celtics organization at this point because this is beyond basketball and we you have to be a person to realize that. Another thing that's beyond basketball is Rondo being good at basketball. Right. Man. There's so many and I talked about this, <laughs> there's so many things out of Brad Stevens' control right now. Yeah. <clears throat> the human element there, Rajon Rondo and Dwayne Wade like emerging as like yeah. good star players again. Uh Paul Zipser just being a beast. Uh he he has no control over Robin Lopez looking like a max player. He doesn't. Th- those are out of the things that are out of his control. And I mean, I w- I would not stop and say that. Oh, this is all Brad Stevens' fault. This is all Isaiah Thomas's fault. This is. I mean, there's there is a lot of factors here, and I think a lot of it's the human element. And the Bulls are taking advantage of that. Nuance, context. No. What is it? <laughs> uh, do you have a game for us? Yep. Quick game. Okay. This game's called Who's Tattoo? So I went oh. and just looked at like really crappy tattoos. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just Is this game tat- brought to us by someone? This game is brought to us by Oklahoma Shirt Company, our yes. new sponsor. Our newest sponsor. Uh, they their biggest thing is they do a subscription. Yeah. Um it's called Shirt of the Month subscription. I think it's ten ten bucks plus shipping and, and handling and taxes and stuff. So it's about $35 a month. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. It's like 12 or 13 bucks a month. Yeah. But what they do is you you just subscribe and they'll send you a new shirt um every month and they're 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 pretty cool. Yeah. They're really soft shirts um and that's what they do. They have some retail stuff too, but also they do some uh custom t-shirt printing too. So reach out to them if you want some shirts done and they yeah. do embroidery as well. They oh. do embroidery. That's they right. have a 3D printing machine. They're they don't on- have a 3D printing machine. But they can print single <laughs> shirts. There's no minimum with them, too, is is what a, a big deal is. That is them. a big deal. Yeah. So if you want one shirt, two shirts, they will do it. And also look out for some down-to-dunk things coming from them as well. So there'll be some merchandise coming from Oklahoma Shirt Company. You can follow them on Twitter. What's their Twitter handle? Do you know? Uh, Oklahoma Shirt, shirt Company. company. 
<laughs> no, it's Oklahoma Shirt Co. on okay. Twitter. Give them a follow. You can check out their stuff. They're also on Instagram if you're a grammar. Mm-hmm. And now, a game. Who's tattoo? Number one. This person has praying hands holding a gun in front of a church. Larry Sanders. On his belly. No, I'll give you three options. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Steven Jackson, Michael Beasley, or Gilbert Arenas? Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. It is. You're correct. <laughs> Literally, it's two hands praying, but there's a gun in the middle of those hands. My favorite thing is that Steven Jackson tries to be a reasonable person on TV, and it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that ship has sailed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a Transformers Autobot logo tattoo on the neck because he liked the movies. <laughs> really, that's what he said. Is it Deshaun Stevenson, Mello, or J.R. Smith? I'm going to go J.R. Smith. Uh, Deshaun. It's J.R. Smith. Yeah. You're correct. Uh, These this, guys have so many tattoos. <laughs> so many. This person has a scary gesture on the back of their like right shoulder. Okay. Is it Chris Anderson, Brad Miller, or Tim Duncan? Yes. Tim Duncan. <laughs> it's Tim Duncan. Yeah. It has a what now? A sca- like a gesture. Like, you know, like a, like a oh, clown yeah, yeah, gesture yeah, yeah. with a weird hat. It has like, he has like a death gesture. It's yeah. like a horror gesture on, his, <laughs> on the back of his right shoulder. He also has a, a wizard tattoo on his chest. And he's, doesn't his back look like he's a robot or something on his back? Oh, I don't know. I, I thought that. he also had like a Punisher tattoo or, or something comic book related probably he's, he's a big nerd he's, i know i know he's he is such so. a nerd yeah. that is so, he has some weird stuff okay um this person has some weird star design around their belly button and it's his only tattoo so i guys look this up when i tell you what it is because okay. it's so weird okay charles barkley reggie miller or kenny smith reggie miller Kenny Smith. It's Re- it's Reggie Miller. Look it up right now while I'm asking. I just that just seems like the I, that seems like a Reggie Miller thing to do. I know, like it doesn't make sense, but then if it made sense for anyone, it would be Reggie Miller that did it. <laughs> Reggie Miller belly does it button. Not have, does it have a meaning? No, there's no. I looked up. I really looked into it because I was like, what is this? It's oh like a sun. My. It's like a sun or a star, but it looks like a bunch of hair. What's great is yeah. it does look like a bunch of hair. It just looks like he has a ton of hair growing should, out of his belly button. You should check it out. There's some embarrassing, weird pictures of him on the beach. Yeah, yes. some bad ones. Reggie Miller, belly button tattoo. Check it out, y'all. Um, okay. Next tattoo has a crack from the hairline down the forehead. So it's like it looks like cracked glass, you know, but it's a crack on his forehead. So it looks like he's cracked skull. Is it Deshaun Stevenson, Marquise Daniels, or Chris Anderson? I'm thinking Marquise Daniels. Yeah, Marquise Daniels. It's Deshaun Is Stevenson. Deshaun? Yes. He's got a lot of face and neck tattoos. He does. It was kind of hard to to think of people who have that many face yeah. like, tattoos. I don't even know if Marquise Daniels has face tattoos. Yeah, I don't remember. In my head, he does. Yeah. Uh, okay, this person has a Johnny Bravo head on their left arm. So it's just like a silhouette. Mm-hmm. Paul George, Iman Shumpert, or Monte Ellis? Shumpert. Monte. It's Shumpert. And he said because he likes his uh, he likes his hairdo. Yep. High hair. Wow. Yep. Last one. Uh, <laughs> this person has the word mature misspelled on his back in a huge <laughs> Bible verse. <laughs> 
Do you guys know who this is? Is it Kevin Durant, Ben McLemore, or Wilson Chandler? Oh, I think Ben McLemore. Kevin Durant. It's Kevin Durant. Oh, really? It's M A U T R E. He has like you know how his back is just full. This makes so much sense. Yes, doesn't doesn't it? When I found this out, I was like, "There's nothing more perfect than this." That's why he's been <laughs> acting this way. That is amazing. Is he mature? It's Maltre. Maltre. It's he's Maltre. He's not mature. No regrets. Maltre. Isn't that amazing? Did you find wow, it? I'll yes. post a picture of it later on the on the Twitter podcast. This is great. Wow. Hey, speaking of Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. That's our Twitter handle now. So if you're like, I can't, I can't tweet them. It's because we're down to dunk and not DTD podcast. So just just throwing that out there. Thanks. Hey, what? A question for you guys. Uh. Are you guys miffed? Mm-hmm. And also, Man. are you guys peeved? Uh-huh. Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Are you? I don't have anything that comes to mind. Hmm. I was a little miffed. I was getting my cereal ready from a drive the other day. Mm-hmm. You and your... And the milk. So the milk didn't smell great, but sometimes like the rim of the milk oh, this doesn't is smell all... good. This is a bad start and a bad finish. Yeah. And so I didn't know. I didn't know if it was bad. And so I don't trust my smell test because I don't... During the time, like, I don't know what milk smells like. That's such a weird thing to not trust about milk, first of all, because that's really the only test that you can give milk. Is it past due? It was was on the day. It was the day. Okay. It was the day of the expiration. So it was test worthy. I had no other milk to go to. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to give just a little tiny sip, like the tiniest sip that I could get. But for some reason... I didn't get a sip. I got more of like a gulp and it was bad. What? And I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It was really bad. Uh, like curdled milk is a very common thing in the world. You know, like it happens oh, sure. a lot. Oh sure. But it's also, it's still like one of the number one things that just grosses me out to I, like a it, level that not a lot of things can poop. I can handle it. Yeah. Throw up. I can handle it. But curdled milk, for some reason, is just, like, really kills me. It was real bad. Oh, that's so didn't disgusting. Have, didn't dude. have any cereal to take with me. Oh, it was gross. Maybe that curdled milk saved your life. I was day. so miffed. Oh, Ugh. that's really bad. I don't really, I, I don't have one. You don't have one? Him? I have nothing. We're grateful and blessed, man. GMB, hey, enjoy the game tonight. And uh, I'll reiterate this. Don't freak out if the Thunder lose. And also, leave us an iTunes review. If you listen to this every week and you haven't gone onto iTunes, click five stars for us. And uh, have a wonderful weekend.